did I lose you? Nope, I just hit my mute button like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was like, man, it really kind of left me hanging on that. <laughs> I, I was in the process of saying, uh, I think it's really good. I was going to use you as the independent arbiter, but I guess we probably need like a total virgin to to really understand. Um, I loved it, and I thought it was super interesting and well done. It's impossible for me to know if I would think that if I was not a total challenge nut. So, yeah, it's just tough. Yeah. I So I have a friend who I am uh, I, I'm trying to convert into a challenge fan. Uh, and I think this is the place that I'm going to start him with. Interesting. Um, like he so knows, he, he knows nothing. He's he's a, a straight up challenge version. Basically, aware of the show a little bit from mostly what I've told him, but never really watched it. But I feel like this is maybe a good way to kind of get him set up for ride or dies. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. uh huh. At which point he will he will jump in. Yeah, because uh, I mean it's impossible to get the full context without watching literally thirty seasons of television, um, or at least twenty. But I think the doc gives him a good, like, broad base of context, understands some of the main characters. Um, who, and, and who was the, who's the star of the first two episodes of the doc to you? Well, it's, it's T.G. Lavin, isn't it? Yeah, it probably is. Who was your favorite interview? Oh. Uh, Jake Johnson's way up there. <laughs> I, I was going to say, man, Jake Johnson and whoever his buddy are, absolutely hit it out of the park for me and it makes me so unbelievably happy to know that jake johnson who i always considered a kindred spirit just from watching him on movies and tv the fact that he is a challenge super fan makes me so unbelievably happy uh yeah i found it to be also very unsurprising not i mean not not a shock but I mean, at least a, a little surprising in the way that I think I'd be surprised to find out the way I was surprised to find out Kim Kardashian was a challenge nut. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure because so far she's really only common in the real world, if you notice that. But I'm assuming that the fact that she agreed to do this, that she she is obviously. But well, I mean, uh, look, we gotten a lot of her challenge takes to the to no, thing. no. But when you think about how careful Kim Kardashian is with her image and what she does. There's no chance she does a challenge doc being like, sure, I watch the real world. What's the challenge? Right. I'm, no, I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I'm not I'm not necessarily doubting her. I'm just, I just say I have noticed she hasn't actually talked about the challenge yet. Yeah, so. they really just got her take on real. But, but that's beside the point because she was not the star. It was Jake Johnson and, and my girl Anissa doing her thing, man. She's just such a pro. Yeah, well, you know all the challenge guys are going to be good interviews. Like, you, you're I not do, but like, and Wes, you know? no, of course not, of, of course not. But but an, I, it just it warms my heart to see Anissa thriving. I, like I've really I really feel like I've developed a relationship with her via listening to her on the podcast. Um, and I've always been such a huge fan. I just I love everything about her, and I just I want her to get that win, man. I want her to yeah. somehow squeeze her way to a win. I was really it warms my heart is not the right term because I don't know that she's like a necessarily a heart warmer uh, type of presence on the show. But I was really glad to see like Laurel prominently involved and then back in Ryder dies. Like I feel like, you know, we've got an all time great competitor who is who feels like they're really back in the fold right now. A hundred percent. And as, like, as nice as it was to see her on the dock, 
I am more excited to see her compete again. I can't wait to see her compete again. We've missed her. Yeah. She yeah. is. Oh, yeah. I. She has a solid argument for the greatest female competitor of all time, and I've missed seeing that. Not to mention, she's a psychopath, so she makes for good television. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, we saw a lot of footage of her. Yes. But uh, was there any Car Maria interview in the stock? I felt like, I mean, obviously we're no. not done yet, but it seemed a little bit absent. You know what I mean? Especially since Pauly. That's yeah. what I was going to say. I, it makes me wonder if she just really doesn't want to be a part of it anymore. It has been a minute. It has been a minute since we, we saw her. And I don't. I feel like her last couple of runs were a little bit like, she was obviously she had Polly, but other than that, was a little isolated. If that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I, I mean they are still together, I believe, Polly and Cara Maria. So like, I don't know. I, I she was a notable absence. There was one other notable. Um, it's not necessarily a negative of the doc, I guess, but uh, a notable curiosity, and I, I'm wondering if you also noticed it. Um. But it's hard for me to ask without spoiling it. Uh, there was a scene towards the end of the documentary showing an old final where Wes, like, gassed out. You remember that? Not particularly. Hmm. <clears throat> well, there's a final. They were talking about how hard the finals I were. I gassing out in the final. I just don't remember seeing it in the doc. Ah, well, do you remember what happened when when Wes gassed out in the final, and he was like screaming about his legs? He it was the ri- it was the rivals, I believe. No, just go with it. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Uh well, his teammate lifted him up and carried him. <laughs> but do you remember who his teammate was? Um, no, is this rivals one? Right, I believe so. I don't. Who was it? Was it Bananas? No. Well, what's notable is that the entire Challenge franchise and even this documentary also seem to have forgotten the name of Wes's partner in that. Oh, was it one of the uh, one of the Fresh Beat? You know the 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 Evan and Kenny crew. No. It was Kenny. Right? Oh, and they showed Kenny pick Wes up off the ground, throw him over his shoulders, and someone was like. Yeah, Wes's partner had to lift him up and carry him. And they did not say his name, and the, That's they cut away quickly. I was wondering if, you know, with four more episodes, if maybe they might get to that. I mean, what you, the thing is called Untold, the history of the challenge, you know what I'm saying? I um, think they that intend... That would be a clear indication that they are not going to be doing that. They intend to leave some things untold. Um, <laughs> unless there's like a special, you know, trigger warning section where they're going to talk about it. But we still don't really know what happened. It's certainly the most obvious black mark on the history of the challenge. Whatever went down with Kenny and Evan and Tanya was messy and potentially had legal implications and Yeah. Exactly. We don't know we don't really know how bad it was or who did what or anything. I did think it was interesting and maybe, you know, the fact that they're participants that Veronica and Rachel were participants in the documentary um may have had some stay on this but um they really recast 
the those mean girls as like well actually they were just strong women you know what i mean and really kind of sidestepped the whole uh what they did to tanya well and to, just to other women in general like the the no i i found that to be the most absurd thing in the doc that like we weren't mean girls we were ju- and and <laughs> hilariously Jemmy was the one to provide that context as like a young viewer. Like, I didn't see Mean Girls. I just saw women being strong and doing their thing. And it's like, well, you may not have watched very carefully because <laughs> they were being super mean to other women. And I don't see how that <laughs> qualifies as anything but mean girl behavior. Yeah, like, no, they were. Yeah, like they weren't really being super mean to the guys of the show. No, they were and being mean to the other girls. And they were strong. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from Veronica as a competitor back then, or, or Look, Robin, who, or... Who regularly does the Rachel Robinson yeah. workout, she is stronger than I am, I can tell you that much. Yes, and, and that's another, you know, she didn't participate enough to probably hold the title, but certainly in the conversation of toughest female competitors in the history of the show, Rachel's phenomenal. It's, it's great to see her for this doc, but she... And Veronica, and I think, you know, people like Robin at certain points, although she was a victim as much as she was a perpetrator, um, there was some serious Mean Girl stuff going on. There really was. It was serious Mean Girl stuff, and I really feel like they they just glossed right over that. Yeah, you know? and, and I think, to me, it is cast in relief by the fact that, like, you know, over the last couple seasons, people have tried to apply that label to, like, Anissa and Tori. And that, I think, is incorrectly applying the Mean Girl label just because they're holding their own and trying to like play their own games. But it, that label was not misapplied to uh, people in the past, especially Veronica. I mean, let's just be honest. Veronica, even when she was a better physical competitor, you know, when she was young and stronger, she, her primary game was Mean Girl game. She She psychologically tortured people. She sure did. And she, like... Kind of even talked about it, right? Yes, when, she's like, not ashamed. Yes, home. She flipped a switch, and she was really that was a great switch to flip. You know what I mean? Like, and it makes sense. It. it makes sense. Yeah. I have. I'm not. I'm not even holding it against her. You, if Mean Girl is the strategy that's going to get you somewhere, then by all means, God bless. Like this show is for people who are tough-minded, and you know they should be able to handle a little uh, psychological warfare. That's that's the game. But let's not pretend it didn't happen. Yeah, I did. I thought it was awesome to see uh, some of the early seasons, like the really, really early seasons. Yeah, things you forget about like Road like, Rules All Stars. Yeah, like you know, there was a, a that Puck hosted the first season, Puck, right? Puck the first season, and I loved how they were like they showed clips from the season where. Uh, Mark and the Miz were the hosts, and then they like cut to Bunim or to uh, to uh, what's his name, uh, Murray, and he's like. And that was when we decided never to have contestants host again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like Mike the Miz and Mark like getting wasted with the competitors and then being like, it's time for a game. And he's yeah, we, he's like, and then we, we never did that again. Until two minutes before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yep. You know, a current U.S. congressman, former U.S. congressman. I don't know. Won the first one, which I think is pretty wild. Uh, it's nuts, man. It was a team one. Uh, you know, Eric Knees was the winner in the first one as well. Yeah, yeah, and he was a host at, at one point too. Like, 
Yep. It was really messy early on, but yeah, he was actually he was actually hitting Mark Long, not the Miz. Was season. it? Yeah. I I think I think you're wrong. I'm looking at it right now on Wikipedia. Well, then you're probably right. <laughs> okay. Um, I was I was getting ready to Wikipedia it myself, but I guess I don't have to. Uh, so in any event, champs versus stars later on. That's what it was. Okay. All right. Um. But, you know, seeing Dave Mira and Johnny Mosley and then, like, this is, I will say this, the best thing for me about this doc, and we sort of obliquely referenced it a little earlier, TJ is such a main character of the show. And of all the characters, he's the one we know the least about and whose story is told the least. And his story is pretty goddamn incredible. So... yeah. Yeah, it really is. And it's like you, I mean, I, you know, you know about the accident. You knew he was in a coma, at least I did. Yeah. But like to actually see the footage of the crash and, and like Leroy being there. That's such uh, a weird coincidence, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and like the look on his face as it's happening and uh, just, yeah. Whew. And then some of that hospital footage was incredible. That was the stuff that really blew my mind. Because you, you, I like, like you said, I, I knew about the crash. I had seen the crash footage before. So like, the the shocking part is him on the ground after the crash. It's it's a super disturbing image. Um, and, and but I'd seen that, and I knew he was in a medically induced coma. But like, the next time I saw him, he was hosting the challenge. So I figured like, you know. There was some brain swelling, and it went down, and, like, he was pretty much okay. I was not aware of the level of rehab that he had to go through just to get out there to host the challenge again. Like, the, the relearning shapes, the relearning speaking and walking. And, and by the way, like, he really couldn't walk. I mean, his legs were, like, flopping around. Um... It was it, it it really brought home just what he went through in that time. And I think it, it helped sell the character that he has always been and the no quitting like the intensity about quitting. It's like that's what you don't do. And you know how I know that is because I could have quit and 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 everybody would have said, I get it. But I didn't quit because we don't quit. I also like that, you know, you get that shot of him when he's like still an X Games competitor, basically like, I'm going to do this forever. I don't know what yeah. you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah. Classic extreme like, sports. <laughs> no. Yeah. Classic extreme sports. So, yeah, he's like, I, I end. What do you I I don't see any reason to stop ever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. A plus. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for the next four. Um, and, and it, I really do think, and I guess we'll find out after I, uh, talk to my buddy, I do think it, it really is a great way to get the scope of the evolution of this from what was really a goofy competition and an excuse to get people that you liked on television. Yeah. Uh, yeah. back on television into like a, a, a serious effing competition, you know? So a sport. Yeah. Like I, I normalize. We need to normalize referring to the challenge as a sport. America's third sport. America's third sport. <laughs> I love it. Sorry, baseball. Sorry, baseball. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh let's let's move on to some some fictionalized television that we actually had in the homework this week. I will say quickly before we move on, they 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 really 
I think they've outdone themselves calendar-wise. Because I, I didn't even realize it was three weeks, and I was already thought they were doing a great job. But it's going to go straight from the Challenge USA to three weeks of Doc and right into Ride or Die on the flagship. It's, it is perfectly orchestrated. Yep, and it would not surprise me if the uh, Challenge tournament was lined up Right uh, after for the conclusion yeah. of, or maybe even a little, uh, you know, crossover there, like they sometimes yeah. do with stars. So yeah, we are uh, we are entering a world where there is never not challenge, and that's that's a world I've always wanted to live in. It's a golden age. It's a golden age. Coming um, around, coming around. All right, so you- <laughs> coming around, round, 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 round. So, so your favorite fictionalized thing? It sounds like was Atlanta this week, huh? Yeah. Well, just yeah. Have you watched all three episodes? Uh, I watched the two. the The third was okay. not available until last night, correct? Yeah, correct. Yeah, so I, I've not seen that one yet. Uh, well, that was probably my favorite, but nevertheless, I think we can say Atlanta is doing what we wanted. It's back, right? It's back. Like, yeah, it's it's back to be in Atlanta. You know, what it's I mean? in Atlanta. It's the characters we love. It's crazy adventures, but grounded in like the city of Atlanta and, and the characters we know and love and understand it's and, and a touch of surreality. Of Just course. A, you know, yeah. But that's always been part of it. Right. I right. mean, right. a touch of yeah, surreality. Right. Yeah. Original yeah. It really is the original formula and it feels like they've come full circle and, and arrived back at the original formula with an even higher level of execution. And I'm here for it. I'm very excited. Yeah. So I really, I, I really like the second episode a lot and I, yeah. and I thought it was interesting um, you know, in that we've, we've talked a lot about, you know, a lot of people get frustrated with the show that they'll sometimes do entire episodes about people that you don't really know. And this one made space for people, you know, as you figure out, or, you know, maybe you do the whole time people no. would maybe sit on the show <laughs> at some, at some other point. Um, and, um, but that you weren't familiar with within the story of the of what's going on with the rest of these guys and then when it circles back around um i really i really i really loved the conclusion i loved the therapy scenes um i loved finally kind of really exploring that whole princeton thing for um Ernst's character that yeah. is, is been referenced many times but never really really dug into Almost i don't, like I don't think this. yeah i don't think we knew exactly what happened did we no, 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 we did not till this. Um, and I, I, <laughs> I thought, especially because, and they know this, like Donald Glover has his finger on the pulse. He knows that people complained about too much Atlanta without Atlanta and the main characters, right? I thought that that episode two with Lisa, uh, the, the, the not so successful children's book author. Like, I thought it was brilliant because it was a way of sort of playing with the expectation of, ah, here's another random story that has nothing to do with the main characters. But as it turned out, it had everything to do with the main characters. And I thought they brought it together brilliantly. Like, that's the kind of thing that I missed about Atlanta. They're playing with our expectations. And I just thought it was so well done. Not to mention, like... It's really interesting, right? When they cut... when. When they cut from her crying, like, and you see her crying on television in the bar. Yes. Like, your first, my first instinct, at, at least, was like just that that was just another sort of surreal Atlanta touch that that yes. would happen playing on TV in the bar. Exactly. 
and then you find out it's something totally different than that. Right? You find right. out it is it is basically it's basically the film The Game, um, only arguably more sinister. Uh, he and, and then the fact that the episode ends with him doing like the Alonzo morning look and being like, "Oh man, I think I got to go back to therapy." <laughs> <laughs> um yeah yeah no that was i really i enjoyed that the first episode was was a good episode of atlanta as well like it's not you know what i mean yeah um well i uh, i I, anyone who's been to atlantic station (laughs) it does have does have a ring it's pretty you know it's a fairly well-known spot in the atlanta area okay yeah i was gonna ask you about that because obviously i don't know uh atlanta or what is it atlantic station um yeah but I get the concept of the like mall where you just end up staying forever, you know. <laughs> like I, even though I don't know that place, it all rang you pass very. You. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, you pass <laughs> that again. This is the Atlanta we've always loved, and I, I didn't. I really liked last season, but it was different, and there is a sort of. I don't know, comfort in coming back to this. And and I thought episode three last night was maybe the best of them all. I really, I really loved it. Um, so, yeah. All right. Well, I'm excited to watch that. I, I did watch. I, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm not going to say anything. I'd like that, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. I text me after you watch it. <laughs> all right. Um, I did watch all three of the available Andors. Me too. And I have to say uh, that I was not very excited coming into this. Uh, I, you know, I did suggest it, but I, w- I didn't have a lot of hopes for it necessarily. Uh, and I think that that is a sort of sign of just how dramatically the Star Wars series have been falling off, I think, in, in quality um over the last couple of months so my bar was very low but man andor jumped way over it and i think you know i i don't necessarily want to say it's the best thing since mandalorian because i think it could potentially be even better than mandalorian wow uh that's high praise and i would not have gone that far but i did think especially after the third episode I feel like the 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 way they've built this show really kind of locked in with me, and I'm really really excited to watch more. I I do think it is the best thing since The Mandalorian. I'm not sure I'm ready to put it on that level, but it is better than Boba Fett, which I liked. Um, and I think there's two things I would say about it. Number one, this to me highlights the wisdom of of doing in a very broad sense what this show is doing as opposed to a lot of what Star Wars universe has been doing up to this point, which is picking essentially a random character that people liked, but, but there's no established history for and just telling a brand new, fresh story about people, right? Like, they are not bound to the constraints of other elements of Star Wars. All we know is, like, he's eventually going to die trying to steal the plans for the Death Star, right? But his entire life before that is a blank canvas. 
and they're not married to like, well, you know, everyone already knows this and that. It's just a fresh story about a guy. And I think that gives them freedom and gives a guy like Tony Gilroy the chance to really tell a story that could have been good TV or movie in any universe and just happens to take place in the Star Wars universe as opposed to Obi-Wan, which is trying to like fill in the gaps we never cared about, right? Right, and didn't have anything to say. Like ultimately, basically almost copies sort of the plot of The Mandalorian. Exactly, exactly. And so now you can tell a totally fresh story and say whatever you want to say, and I think they are doing that here. And there are some wonderful actors in this, and I think... The I didn't totally. This is this is what I was saying about after the third episode. I didn't totally lock into what they were doing with the two timelines until the kind of turning point at the end of the third episode. Which, without spoiling too much, what what I realized is happening is these first three episodes were kind of the lead up and setup to the two moments at which Cassie and Andor's life changed completely. The first being when. He's essentially, I don't know what you want to call it, taken, not kidnapped exactly, but extracted from his home planet and goes from basically living in the forest as a hunter-gatherer to living out in space and, and like, becoming a, uh, I guess, uh, someone on the fringes of space law. And then the moment where he goes from the fringes of space law to joining the Rebellion. And so... We're seeing like the two key moments in Cassie and Andor's life set up, and now we get to see what happens after, and I'm I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, me too. And and I um I don't know. Kudos to Tony Gilroy in the same way that you know Mandalorian is essentially sort of a western grafted into the Star Wars universe. This kind of feels like a spy thriller or like yeah. you know urban action drama. Yep. Uh, you know, pushed into that universe and. Uh, I think it's done almost seamlessly. It's a great cast. Uh, you know, it's great to see people like Stellan Starsguard. Yes, uh, Starsguard. Uh, my my girl from uh, Killing Eve. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. You know, we is, never is remember her name, but she's yeah, such a good remember. actress. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I'm loving it, um, and uh, I'm I'm excited to watch more. Like I said, it's it's the best Star Wars thing I've seen in a long time. Fiona friend, Shaw, uh, by the way. Yeah, Fiona Shaw. There you go. Yeah. Great. Uh, I was talking to a friend about Obi Wan, and they said that they liked it. And I almost fell out of my chair. <laughs> was your next question why? What why? Uh, they liked the Princess Leia character. That was the part. They yeah. Really okay. Cool. I mean, we all liked the Princess Leia character to a degree, right? It's just like she was too clever no, by half, no, and it no, started to get to old. Agree. Oh, Nothing okay. Character work for me. Well, I, mean, I like I Princess Leia, the adult character. Sure. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Not that. Not that thing. I feel like that was an abomination. It was very like clever Disney cartoon, and not very. Uh, yeah. grounded in the Star Wars story. It's quite a literal cartoon. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> anything else you want to add about Andor? The other thing we have watched in the homework this week was Patton Oswalt. Um, I I don't have a ton to say about this. Like I I you know I thought it was very fine. It was a good Patton Oswalt show. You know yeah. what I mean? Like uh, I like the I like the vaccination bits. Yep. Uh, quite a bit. Uh, and he had a couple other good ones, but I don't know that, 
I don't know that I'll be remembering this one for the rest of my life. You know what I'm saying? No. It made me think, like, are <laughs> which, I, I don't know. If I think, and I, I really enjoy Patton Oswalt generally. Um, I am a Patton Oswalt fan. But if someone said to me, oh, cool, you're a Patton Oswalt fan? What is the first thing you think of? Like, if I had to watch one Patton Oswalt thing, what would you suggest? Like, the first thing that comes to mind is the speech from Parks and Rec that didn't even air on TV. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I like Patton. His comedy is always enjoyable. I'm not sure it's memorable. I mean, the KFC Famous Bowls bit is pretty legendary in terms of... That's yeah. true. That 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 one stays with me for a while. Yeah. So, and, and I'm sure like there's a couple others that someone could say, and I'd be like, oh yeah, that was funny. And and I like thumbs up. Go ahead and watch it if you like Patton Oswalt. But I do think maybe as we uh, chose this for part of the homework, we forgot that this was just a thing we both kind of wanted to watch, and not necessarily a thing that we were going to have a lot to say about. Yeah, I was as I was watching. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is funny. I don't I have no idea what I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah, because it's just it's another funny Patton Oswalt stand-up set, and it's not nothing more, nothing less. And that is something that uh, I will watch anytime it appears on my feed. You know, oh, another enjoyable Patton Oswalt stand-up set sounds great. I will watch that. Uh, but uh, like. Everyone listening knows where they stand on Pat Oswalt at this point, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, there's no one's like, I don't know what I think about this guy. <laughs> um, <laughs> or I liked Ratatouille. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I just see? Oh, Ratatouille was a, uh, a Jeopardy answer last night. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or maybe it was the night before, uh, but yeah. <laughs> I I can't say I'm terribly surprised. Um, but yeah, it sounds Really? Good. I don't know. I, I was a little surprised. It was very it was a very popular movie. Yes, it certainly was. They've had a lot of weird Jeopardy answers over the years. I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, all right, should we do homework for next week? Yeah, I feel like we really cranked through this thing. We do. I got a plane to catch. Uh-huh. Oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot. You, you're you actually, you're in a rush. We it did a short a, episode. Hey, you want to talk some sports it? before we do homework? Because I didn't dig it. Sure. I mean, we can real quick. <laughs> this Ebby uh, uh, Yudoka story is really weird. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, maybe I don't want to talk sports. I don't. <laughs> so here's what I'll say about the Ime Yudoka story. I'm unwilling to comment on what I think. Because, like, here's what we know. He's suspended for a year officially. Um, uh, according to reports and, and uh, according to the words of team owner Wick Grosbeck, this comes after a, quote, months-long investigation by an external law firm that found multiple violations of team policies. I... It's it. This is in a weird zone, man. 
I get that's I guess that's that's all I, I'm comfortable saying. This is in a it weird is, zone. It's definitely in a weird zone. Because it's um, hard to it's hard to understand what could have happened that could have been such a violation as to cause the a year long suspension of the coach who just led your team to a surprising NBA finals run. But, but not, not but exactly, but not so serious that he had to be let go. And yeah. it 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 feels like almost inevitably when when we learn all of the results, we are going to say that this was either an overreaction or an underreaction, and it makes me uncomfortable not knowing which one it is. Well, you you've done the investigation. You've said you found plenty, but you're not telling us what it is, right? So Right, which also um, again suggests that you're afraid we are going to say it is either an underreaction and an overreaction. And I have to say, just based on the world and America and the history of men, um my instinct is they're worried that the public will think it's an underreaction, which makes me pretty uncomfortable not knowing what Ime Udoka did to cause it. Like, I would like to know. Yeah. Because if, um, if this is something that, that they're afraid the public will say, well, he should be fired, like, it could be really bad. And maybe he should be fired. Like, I just, it, I hate not knowing. and I, I hate not knowing anything at any time, but especially something like this. Are, were you aware of who uh, his uh, fiance is? I certainly am now. I, I had no idea until this came up. Um, well, I you know once this came up, lost, those people who are listening and not knowing what we're talking about. Once it came up, uh, I do kind of remember hearing that in the past, and and I will say the one positive element of this was, uh, you know, Thursday, September. 22nd being declared as Nia Long Appreciation Day, which is <laughs> something I've <laughs> I've long felt we needed more Nia Long appreciation in this country. So uh, for that, I can be thankful. For that, at yeah. least. All right. Well, we got that going for us, which is nice. <laughs> um, all right. Homework for next week. It is uh, we are the network fall season is here. Apparently, hey, like folks are too excited. At least for what I've seen for the ratings so far, but it's happening. Um, and so we're going to watch a network show next week. We don't do that too often. Oh my God. I realized we forgot a show. <laughs> can we go, can we go back? Wait, we forgot something we were supposed to talk about. Yeah. We didn't talk about reboot. Oh, and you know, what's funny. I loved reboot. Um, I enjoyed reboot. I'm not going to, I would love is would be strong. Okay. For yeah. Maybe <laughs> love is strong. No. Like a network sitcom, though, didn't it? Even though it's not airing on any network, it's on Hulu. It's, Maybe a little, but there, there was. It's a little edgier than I think you can be on most network sitcoms, and I just think. I mean, look. I mean, it's about Modern Family level of edgy. I kind of felt like maybe, maybe, but like modern they got f- jokes in Modern Family. You know what I mean? Yeah, but there's not a lot of Modern Families on network TV either. Um, I guess that's true. So. Yeah, maybe it's 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 on the modern family edge of network television programming. But I I have to say, like, maybe I'm just so in the bag. But to me, Judy Greer is just so entertaining that I couldn't get enough of this. 
Yeah, look, she's great. Keegan, 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 Keegan I mean, he's doing a, a role. I feel like we sort of seen him do a few yeah. times. But, yeah, he's doing uh, a thing he's done. He's, but but he's straight at it. Knoxville's great. Yeah, I got Knoxville is somehow. You know what's funny? I can't tell if he's just perfectly cast and not actually a very good actor, or if he's just a spectacular actor. Because there are times where I'm like, that's bad acting. But I think he's doing it on purpose. Yeah, I do think it's good casting. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's a, a good fit for that character. He definitely is. And the kid is pretty funny. And the kid's mom is is very funny. Uh, we've seen her before on, on Reno 911 and, and things like that. Um, I I really thought this was really well done. And the relationship between... Um, between... Uh, Paul, Reiser. Paul Reiser and Rachel Bloom. Thank you. It really, I think, sort of brings the whole thing together. I, I, I think this is a really like well conceived, good sit sitcom. Yes, but but a good show. Uh, it's Kerry Kenny Silver, by the way, um, from Reno Nine One One, who is the mom of the. That's Kerry Kenny Silver. I, oh, man, the hair got me there on that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's great. She's always great. That's yes. It's from the state, for God's sakes. Yeah, uh, yeah, I forgot about that. But yeah, I guess a lot of Reno 911's cast was from the state. Yeah, most of it. Yeah. <laughs> I should say most of it. Uh, it is also, by the way, remarkable the career turn that Nisi Nash is, uh, has taken over the last few years. She's um, She deserves everything she's getting. Yeah, no, she's fantastic. Good for her. I mean, I'm not going to watch Rookie Fed or whatever, but... No, she, like, no. You know? Um, so, yeah. I, it, look, Reboot's fun. I'm, I'm going to keep watching it. Um, you know, I, I don't know that, uh, I, I don't know if it's going to win a lot of comedy Emmys or anything this year, but it's, it, you know, it's a nice presence. It's an easy 30 minutes for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's like a, it's a work of genius and groundbreaking, but like we knew what they were doing here, right? Like we knew the yeah. plan and I think it's really, really well executed and I found it super enjoyable. Yeah. I think Stephen Levitan knows how to make TV. It's I, I think that is a fair uh declaration by the way uh originally michael mckean was cast in the paul riser role oh that would have been interesting actually yeah would have been a different show wonder what happened there um by the way did you see uh ray seahorn's gonna be in the new vince gilligan show i did yeah pumped for that and she's Um, some she has something else too coming that i was excited about Something on AMC, right? Weren't they showing some previews for it? Or is that the same thing? I I think that's the same thing, but... Oh, is this... Yeah, I I have to look into it. But I thought maybe there was like a big movie role of some kind. And now I'm spacing on what it was. Like, did maybe she's joining one of the big universes or something? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. You'll have to figure it out later. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. So back to the homework. We finally made it. We're gonna watch Quantum Leap on network TV. By the way, uh, congratulations to me for uh, extending the episode by ten minutes with my sports distraction and then letting us get to our last show. Yeah, that we wouldn't have covered otherwise. So, <laughs> job by you. Um, do revenge. Is yeah. A, uh, team. I, I don't know if comedy is the word. I think, it, film, it, I, I think it's I think it's 
I think it's supposed to be yeah, dramedy I think is is probably the right word, but I definitely think it's supposed to be funny and it is definitely getting excellent reviews. Well, and Maya Hawk is uh who is uh son of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thur- or daughter of Ethan Hawk and Uma Thurman. And by the way, uh, looks every bit of it. <laughs> uh very up and coming, like a really hot name right now. Very up and coming, so. but also just like I can't totally focus on anything she's doing because I just keep staring at her like, oh my god, it's like a someone took Ethan Hawke and Uma Thurman and squished their faces together. I get a little bit of that with Jack Quaid. Oh yeah, for sure, for yeah. sure. Um, you know what's weird? Also- I I don't really get it with Kate Hudson. Anyway, no, no. You honestly, it's a little. Uh, you could say it a little bit more with Wyatt Russell than Kate Hudson. That makes sense. Yeah, although I don't think she's a Russell, right? So yeah, she's maybe, a different maybe dad. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. But um, I don't even totally right, see Goldie. Anyway, but... let, yeah. Let me finish the homework, damn it. <laughs> I'm I'm really you know, stretching. I see some Goldie. I see some Goldie there. Um, all right, so we got Quantum Leap: Do Revenge, Lou, which is a movie on Netflix starring Allison Janney and Journey Smollett. Uh, and more of the challenge untold history. Two more episodes coming this week. So Woo! Uh, that will be next week's show. Um, in- enjoy your weekend. Yeah. And you enjoy your travels. Once again, I feel like that's a Friday tradition now. Enjoy your travels, Derek. <laughs> I, got, I got a few more coming up. So who knows if you'll get to hear this podcast ever again. Oh, you um, will. <laughs> uh, all right. I'll talk to you next week, bud. Bye. Game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The light's out. Butter's getting hard. The eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor. Have yourself a tremendous evening.